Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Oh, hey. Glad to have you. Episode 444 of the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. This one's primarily about Doug and things Doug does and things that Doug likes. Women. It's going to be a great one. Turkeys. Love them all. Last, long, last long, second deer that everybody forgets about. Yeah. Long walks in the No beach. one cares about. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to that. Uh, thank you for being here at the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. We appreciate you. Uh, I want to take a quick second without getting into things and making myself sad. That's going to happen later. But I appreciate everybody like reaching out and messaging me and basically just being there for me in a pretty uh, difficult time in my life. So I just, I kind of just want to move past that, not to be like, I'm not appreciative of it, but I just need to think about other things for a while. But I, I appreciate you guys reaching out and just all the support. It's been really helpful. And, um, I definitely feel a little guilty now. I'm not going to lie. Knowing people that had someone immediate in their family passing out that I didn't maybe reach out in ways. Now I know how to do that. And I didn't yeah. know before. So don't ever think that you're bothering somebody by doing that because it's helping no matter what level, even if they don't respond, it helps. So thank you for that, guys. Um, quick announcement. Uh, we are doing a special all blacked out version of the Geyerbuck tea. That should be up. This podcast is recorded and launched on April 22nd. Tomorrow's Friday, the 23rd. We should have it up tomorrow. It's a pre-order. It's an all blacked out Geyerbuck tea in remembrance of Papa Dave. And what we're going to do is I'm going to get two replicas made of the Geyerbuck and my dad's last buck, we're going to do like a memorial on the back of the mountain stuff. Old Barn's got a ton of ideas. But basically to do that, we want to get a replica of the Geyerbuck to take to shows. And then one's going to be a memorial at another place that we're going to get to real quick about our new <laughs> announcement. But um, that's what that's going to help with is help us get the replicas made because they're expensive. And just um, I think my dad would just love to have the Geyerbuck rack be at trade shows and people can handle it and actually see what a damn near 200-inch eight-pointer looks like. Yep. and. And I'll just, it'll feel cool to like have his legacy live on through giant set of antlers, which is yeah. what he would have wanted anyway, you know? Oh, for yep. sure. Yep. So, um, and that's going to be a pre order. So we're going to, 
Yep. Once you guys order them, we'll take a couple weeks and I'll get them shipped out. So yeah, and then Eric, if they order, say they order some other shirts with the pre order, how does yep. that work? Does um, it- I usually when that happens, I usually email them and say, hey, do you want me to send it out separately when you, or whatever. when your shirt comes in, or do you want me to ship it out now? It doesn't matter to me. So okay. if you guys want it shipped out. Before the shirts come in, just put that in the notes. There should be a little notes. Probably do a one week or two weeks in the pre-order. Probably more like yeah, a week. Probably, yeah, a week or two. Yeah, so. but it's it's pretty cool. It's just all blacked out version, basically with the guy or buck, but it's like black and gray screen print, I think, is what we're going to do. We yep. haven't actually made one yet, but it's they're ready to go. Um, so thank you in advance if you support us there. That means a lot. Um, should we just get into the next announcement? Let's do it. So this is something that we have been wanting to talk about. For a long time, some moth in here. Um, <laughs> for a long time, and, and making for what three months now? Uh, yeah, I mean delayed because of the situation the country's in and all that. But right. so our studio that we moved to, where I live now in New Windsor, Illinois, has been great. Um, my wife is pregnant. We have a baby on the way in July. I don't know if I've talked about that yet on the podcast. There's another announcement. There's just all these. <laughs> oh, man. We're hitting you with, hitting you with some big ones yeah. today. <laughs> There's just all this shit going on in the background. You know, like we're it's all the announcements. We're busy dudes. So that being said, we were looking to move the studio and see what options were, what we could do, what we thought we could make work. And we found a building in New Windsor, Illinois, um, in town, if you will, that just happened to fit exactly what we needed. And it was for sale. And it was for sale. It was like literally perfect. And right next to the bar. <laughs> and right next to the bar. So we bought that motherfucker, and we're putting a studio in it. So it's legit. We're building a headquarters. We're building a, an official HQ for working class bow yep. hunter. It's it's going to be a business place. It's we're going to have a studio. We're going to have entertainment areas. There's going to be places for people to stay when they come in. If you want to hunt in Illinois and you're around. Hey, come in, stay for a week. Yep. If you know listeners and not listeners, yeah, they could swing in eventually once we're there all the time. But um, guests can come in and stay, and we can record and have the space to do it. More opportunities for just everything, but video and just the sky's the limit. We're building this from the ground up as far as like the studio room is concerned. And it's been hard not to announce it too because we've been. Yeah. I mean, we've yeah. been there every weekend working on it, and putting up walls for the new studio, and yeah. So it's been been pretty wild. We're Eric's been doing work. Yeah, Gino, everyone has been a big help. Mm-hmm. I mean, just with everything going on, it's I mean, it's just been insane. There's yep. so much going on, but a lot of work ahead of us, but we're hoping to get it done here I, well before the shoot. We sh- I'm hoping we're recording in it. Oh yeah, um, we should be. But it's it's going to be great. So that'll allow us to roll out a lot more work and a lot more content and done um in our eyes a little better. Mm-hmm. Um and then who knows what can happen from there. You know, sky's the limit. We have our compound, the HQ. So that I think is all the announcements, the shoot is June 12th. Nothing has changed there. Workingclassbowhunter.com, the shoot page um, is on there in the tabs. Um, I think I that's think it that's for it announcements. For, yeah. yeah, that's all we got. Cool. Uh, well, I'm, because I feel like we haven't been in studio for a long time, I'm going to run through the business um, of our sponsors and go through them briefly so we can kind of get into the meat and taters of this content here because I need to just kick back and let my brain podcast because <laughs> that's what I feel like I'm built it's for. It's been a while. It feels like it's been a long time. We've right. done a lot of podcasts ahead of time with the shows, but hey, uh, shout out to real quick, shout out to Dan Johnson last week for yeah. uh, filling in and doing that for us. So definitely Dan Johnson, Nine Finger Chronicles, Sportsman's Nation, um, reached out and was like, "Hey, let me do a podcast for you." You better if we had wings. <laughs> do you know how many people have messaged me that? <laughs> oh yeah, I listened to part of it, but <laughs> it's, it was good. I'll have to listen to it. All I know is I hope I never get poison ivy like what he got. That just sounded oh, miserable. Oh, good God, frick. That was the last podcast, 443. 
Mm-hmm. So check that out. Uh, the podcast is presented by HHA Sports. Uh, we have a code for them. Uh, single pin sides, drop away rest, now stabilizers, code WCB15. Um, also, Scent Crusher. By the way, we got some new Scent Crusher. They got new hoodies and hats and stuff. I think that's Ooh. probably all available on their store. It's nice stuff. Uh, but, yeah, in our opinion, leader in uh, ozone technology for eliminating scent. We are going to have the room clean in the bathroom at the studio because Lord knows we'll need it. Um, yeah, turkeys may not be able to smell you, but it gets hot out there. <laughs> yeah. Your buddy will smell you. Smell like farts yeah. and P.O., yeah. Just ass. Well, I mean, some guys, depends on where they hunt and what deer they got, they might want to go in scent-free anyway. True. Depends on what level you're taking it to. I'm not here to judge. You do you, you know? I don't think about it that much, honestly, in turkey season, but... No, I don't either, but... Some guys might. Um, so I have something to think about, whatever. Um, also, Big Time, BigTime.com. Wow, what the Colin. fuck was that? Um, code WCB2021 works on everything on Big Time's website except the soil test kits. So get your, get your seed, get your spring plot seed, yep. supplemental feed, whatever you do. About that time of year to be thinking about spring plots if you're going to do any clover. So uh, yeah, and, and the, the screen... About time to be thinking the about borderline. that. Yep. Yep. I'm planning on trying to put some of that in, some clover in the spring, but I think I'm going to do most of my plots for the fall. Yep. Yep. I like the fall plots a lot. It's um, typically when I do mine, but this year is going to be busy with the moose trip, so I'm going to be hustling here in the next couple of weeks and getting some clover in. Yeah. We'll have to do some videos and stuff on it, some short videos, just yep. working class style. No, no 20 minute long food plot videos, three minute. Here you go. Yep. We're idiots. Try this. <laughs> um, if we can do it, you can. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, Rogue Ridge, the grind, uh, turkey calls and decoys. Uh, if you didn't see the pictures of me jumping a 65-pound Rogue Ridge or the, the photos, that was fun. On a bag of big time. Those Off a bag of big time. <laughs> those uh, bikes are sturdy. Like at first you're kind of like let's let's feel these out a little bit, but now I've I've I'm not kidding, and you're I don't know with it now. I don't know if Rogue Ridge wants to hear this or if they condone it. But I beat the fuck out of that bike. <laughs> I was. I really thought you were gonna eat shit. You you impressed, man. You were hitting that jump pretty fast. <laughs> hey, I'm an old shredder, boy. Yeah, I, I was like, damn. I'm starting to get like a heavy bike. Power wheelies figured out on it. Right. Using I'm, just, I'm motor. just getting used to mine. Yeah, I ain't not, I ain't to that level yet. Oh yeah, dude. I'm gonna wash out and not slam yet. hard in some gravel here before too long. But <laughs> I'm having a good time doing it, man. I, I I really have. I've I've beat the fuck out of that bike. It's uh, but now I, I you need to do that a little bit. I know what the boundaries are. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I gotta figure. I'm gonna get some like bow mount and stuff for it. But but then the other side of of that uh, partnership was with the grind. I had we'll get into this, but I had the decoys out. Those things are great. I've been using the the diaphragm calls from the grind. So we don't have a code for them yet. We could probably work on that. Um, speaking of turkeys though, and hopefully you're successful more than we have been. Mm-hmm. Um. Old Barn Taxidermy. So they have a couple things going on at Old Barn. First of all, tell them that working class bow hunter sent you. But if you kill a turkey and you're like, I'm not going to get this mounted, but you're near an Old Barn facility, he needs turkey parts. And what we mean by that is if somebody, like say a kid shoots his first big tom and he turns it into a jelly head because it was at 10 yards and you can't use the head. <laughs> Um, you can take the like, heads in and stuff like that to Old Barn, and they yep. need those parts to, like, maybe that the head on that wasn't usable because they, like, freeze dry them, I think. They use the actual head. He can use a different head and paint it up and basically salvage a turkey that shot it pretty bad. Um, but he'll he, basically for a head, like T-shirts, if you drop off a full bird, you get 30 bucks or a hoodie. Um, and then they have a spring turkey mount special, nine ninety five full mount limb or standard base. 
which Sweet. is pretty damn good for a full mount bird. Yeah. Yep. So and killer work too. Yeah, really they do some nice. badass birds. I uh, I'm not gonna mount another turkey until I kill a Merriam. But then I think I'll do one of them hanging dead ones. Those are cool. Those are sweet. I think Johnny did his whole slam. Yeah, that's what mount. he was going to do. That'd be legit. It's pretty I might mount one someday. No, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're, you're shoot a turkey, throw it on the river. <laughs> yeah. That was cool. Just leave, just leave it where it lies. <laughs> nice. Uh, the podcast also brought to you by Elite Archery. We're getting our new rig set up. And we got turkey hunts coming up we got bear hunts coming up there's moose hunts coming up there's mule deer hunts coming up there's whitetail i mean we gotta be busy a lot to get we're stacked oh it's that's good though um also gator outdoors uh gatoroutdoors.com code wcb25 um victory archery i'm still shooting group tkos for now uh thermoseat loophole optics slick trick broadheads and doug you get a veteran shout out don't you i do so we're kind of out of the groove i feel like we're Getting we'll in. get back into you it. Want me to hit this bad boy up? Yeah, hit it. Let's do it. All right, this uh, is brought to you by Operation HHA USA. You go to hhausa.org, and uh, their mission is to show appreciation and create a sense of community for veterans and active military through archery and the outdoors. That's beautiful, Doug. Thank you. I've been practicing at home. Have you? No. Oh, I was going <laughs> to say, you're really tough. In the shower. <laughs> in the mirror. <laughs> uh, this shout-out was submitted by Zach Tips. Uh, the veteran is Travis Renfro. Is in the Marine Corps. It says my buddy Travis was in the Marine Corps from 2003 to 2009, with a combat deployment to Iraq. He is still serving our community here in Texas as a deputy sheriff. He's getting to hunting. I've helped him shoot a buck the last two years with a rifle, and I recently gave him his first bow. Here's to many more years and a damn good hunting buddy. Awesome. Well, thanks for submitting that, Zach, and uh, thanks for your service, Travis. Thanks, Zach. Thanks, Travis. thanks for your service, I guess Travis. Still, thank you for your service as a sheriff. So. Yeah, thank yeah. you, sir. Good yeah, luck appreciate in Texas. You, Hopefully you dive shoot into that bow hunt. Yeah, be cool. shoot and shoot with your bow. Awesome. Good luck to you, buddy. Thanks for submitting that. Uh, WorkingClassBoner.com, contact tab. Those all go to Doug when you fill out a veteran shout-out form. Doug, and then Doug, Doug forwards Doug. that on to HHA USA. Yep, and then good old Chris. They do like a shirt and hat or, or just some sort of package. Yeah, I think they're doing shirt and hats now. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Sweet. Awesome. Um, I think we're ready to dive into the podcast here. Getting the meat and taters here or what? Yeah, let me cue the intro. Okay, we're back. This is official. We're recording a podcast. Man, all right. <laughs> we're doing it. I'm not going to lie. I feel a little bad, Doug. I don't. For what? Because you shot a buck and closed out your season in, in style with some strength and... All of us are over here picking our fingernails. And then months go by and turkey season's here. Yeah, now it's April. And now it's, <laughs> now, now it's April. You never got to tell a story. And there's like listeners shout out to you guys. are like, hey, are we ever going to hear the story on the buck that Doug shot? And I'm like, eh, we'll get to it. Maybe. Yeah. We'll see how he <laughs> Next acts. year season, maybe. So I feel bad that we didn't talk about it. Nah, and fine. kind of do the story on it. But what, I mean, what happened? We were like, we had scheduled episodes or something and just got lost. I don't know. You were grinding, man. Dude, I was over it. You're also quiet <laughs> about it too. Yeah, no, I was. I, I, I wasn't going to shoot him, but the way it happened, oh, break this it, down. It was just like meant to be. Paint so, this picture. Tell us the story, bro. Bring us so back. So both seasons sucked ass. Bring us back. <laughs> what month? Where are we at? We're in January now. Late muzzleloader hunting. Okay, I can almost feel the cold. Oh, dude, I was ready for it. Me and Eric were down in Burlington hunting and uh, trying to get our does first before we get a buck. 
Eric gets a doe first time going out. I already been there twice. So, uh, I'm like, Oh, it's fine. You know, I got t- like two, three weeks, I think. And then the fucking ice storm hits and it like covers the fields in ice that ruined it. And then the deer literally just stopped. Like I was not seeing anything really It's insane. And then, um, I finally, after the first rain freeze it's cold as shit. And I finally have a doe coming like 50 yards. I'm like, Oh, this bitch is done. <laughs> put, put my muzzler on it. And I like, I shoot and just clank. I'm like, fuck. So I pull back clank. I pull like five times. I'm just clanking it. The, what do you call it? The firing pin froze. Oh, man. like where the prime, where it hits the prime. Yeah, where it hits the prime. That's when you know it's cold. It, it was just frozen. And I mean, I was beating the shit out of it. I probably got to recite my muzzleloader in now. But <laughs> so then I was like, I'm, I'm just, you know, it's four days left. I was like, I'm just going back home to hunt. There's this old eight pointer I've been after. He's blind. No, but didn't you go, wait, time out real quick. Didn't you go back out and you seen another doe and it did it again? No. Okay. I don't think I did. I shot a button buck. On accident. <laughs> on accident. It's just spiraling out of yeah, control. Dude, we, we won't talk about crazy. that. Yeah, we don't talk about that. <laughs> I got, Shout out to you for admitting that. Yeah, I got some in it. So, dude, it's happened to the best of us. It's happened to, if you've hunted long. The enough. worst part was, and, like, and if you if you're gonna that dude that doesn't have a, uh, a profile picture and you're shitting on people in groups and saying that you've never done it, just go eat shit. Yeah. So guarantee one, you're going to. These two button bucks <laughs> came out, and one was I could see the button on the ones like they came out like 15 yards from me. And I'm like, with my binoculars, like staring this thing down and I can't see the buttons on the other one. And it was bigger. So I'm like, ah, oh, it's gotta be a doe, right? I blast it. It goes like, you know, dies. I get out there and it, luckily it rained down a ridge for me. So that was beautiful. <laughs> just so, so I, I, dude, I was so pissed. I get down there and like, I flip it over and there's just a pair of nuts looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, stupid bastard. So that, I, I forgot what time shooting light was over. I got out, out of there like at 9 p.m. dragging this thing out by myself. Okay, I, question. Does that count as your doe then? No, it doesn't. So it's just like a... You put a doe tag on Put it. a doe tag yeah, on it and go again. Count towards I would have cut that thing in half and took it out on... Dude, it's was, was a bad day. <laughs> okay, what a good day. You got, yeah, you yeah. got some meat. When I, I, I know what you're saying. About. You're Second trying to fun there for sure. You're trying to earn your way into your buck tag. Yeah, yeah. So after that, I gave up. I was going to hunt at home now for that eight pointer I've been after. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's this eight pointer and two bucks that have been coming behind my parents' house in the cornfield like five nights in a row. And I, I've been, you know, we've been looking at him, and it's like, you know, it's one, I mean, he's one forty eight pointer. And he's, he's got pretty good tines. And the last day, I was like, you know, I'm just, I'm going to go for him. Like, screw it. Yeah, so I sit down there behind the house, and uh, I'm down over this hill. So my parents can't behind the house. You can see the whole field, but there's a hill, so I'm behind it. And then like it's like five. I forgot when shooting light was. There's like a half hour left, and I'm like, shit, nothing's coming out. Mm -hmm. And my mom literally texts me, she's like, he's out there. So I sneak over to by the in the woods to the fence line, and I'm looking at him. He's probably like 300 yards out. I'm just watching. I'm like, shit, it's not gonna happen. And then. Well, the little buck literally just runs like at me, like it runs like 60 yards to me mm-hmm. and just stand there. And I'm like, what the hell? And this buck just takes off like right after him. Oh, the bigger one. Yeah. He's coming. And I was like, holy shit. Like it's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. I look at my phone. I'm like 20 minutes left. I was like, shit. So like, you know, I waited, he got in there like 80 yards and I had to actually, we have a horse barn in the house and he stopped right in between it. Like. So I had to take a shot there. I was going to go like 
buy the house. And I didn't want to shoot the house. Like not, <laughs> so you hit, this is not, you hit, you hit like, a horse? yeah, people are probably thinking like, I'm like in town right next to my house. No, I'm like 300 yards away from the house at least. So he gets in that space and stops and I, I put it on him and I shoot and I thought I smoked him. So he, he like runs down the hill and stops and like, he's just sitting there, standing there and like waiting for him to go down and he's sitting there licking himself. I'm like, shit, he's got, he's got to go down anytime. I was like, fuck it. I'm shooting him again. So like, <laughs> oh, my my, well. Yeah. My hands are frozen trying to, like, you know, you get the rod stuck and yeah. my hands are frozen. Everything's cold. So you use, you use some pellets. Yeah. Three pellets. I get it all down there. You have I, the quick load deals. Yeah. Yeah. So I get on him, I shoot him, I smoke him, and he finally goes down. I'm like, Jesus, like. Did you hit him the first time? Yeah, I shot him in the, the back leg. What the fuck happened? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, probably, probably the second time we won't I, talk about that. Talk about that the second time I smoked him. So. Probably from when his firing pin got stuck, he's banging on yeah. the tree. I was using a different muzzler at that point. Okay, good. I was using a little bone collector Thompson Center. Old trusty. The Triumph? Yeah, the Triumph. Well, I got one. So uh, he, I finally smoke him. I'm like, holy shit! Like that really just happened. Like, you know, I've been hunting. That was the last day, right? I've yeah, last day. That's taking it left. down to the wire. Yeah, I, I've only done that one other time, and uh, it was pretty awesome. I was pretty <laughs> happy with man. myself. It's pretty awesome. Well, you got one, dude. You earned him. You were hustling dude, all I season. Hunted so goddamn much, and like, <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I would do that again. That's way too much. Well, I'm glad we got to get the story on it. Finally, yeah. Uh, Cause it's weird. Cause sometimes like you'll tell the story or bits and pieces, like all of us kind of will. Um, but sometimes like, ah, save it for the podcast so we can tell it. It's yeah. authentic. So a lot of times we don't hear the whole story until we record. We just made him save it for four months. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> yeah, shut, shut I, your mouth. I tried to, yeah, I try, I try, hey, try you guys to ready to hear my story yet? No, yeah. not yet, Doug. No, I'm trying to remember all this shit. <laughs> hey, quietly shut your mouth. Doug. <laughs> what about my, uh, nope. Nope. No, 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 no. Hey, that buck I shot this year. I don't want to hear about it. It's not your time. He's already forgot all the good parts. Yeah. <laughs> I probably did. Hey, remembered all the shitty parts that you, all see, the shit I fucked up on. Yeah. See, if you were like a YouTuber, you would have just lied about all that stuff. Yeah, I would have skipped over everything and uh, planned that. I was going after that buck, you know. No offense to any YouTubers out there. I just use that as an example. (laughs) Doug's like, yeah, I knew I was going to shoot him the last day, so I waited to the last day to even go hunt. 20 minutes. (laughs) He was, like, standing for me. Like, I I let him get out a little farther, so it was better. Called my shot. You can't do it easy. It worked better under pressure. Did some B-roll while he was feeding in front of me. Yeah. And I did it with my eyes closed. Make sure I get my big time logo in there, sponsor. Slow-mo of you putting your eye down to the scope, (laughs) setting up GoPros and shit. Yeah, complete different times. Like sun's up and me like B roll, (laughs) snow on the ground in one and then (laughs) not in the other. He's sweating in the other. Trees are blooming in the background. What's the fucking Buck McNeely? He's got that on his dude. We've talked about this. Oh yeah, he's He's, reading the book with a bear. Oh yeah, Yeah, there's a bear. No (laughs) shit. There's (laughs) there's one where they're like him and his son are shooting off a round bale. Oh yeah, and it's like completely (laughs) two different scenes. Shot him. him. Yeah, there he is. He's down. <laughs> Great shot. <laughs> Isn't that the one where he shoots that fucking... He shoots a brown bear and it like falls off a mountain <laughs> yeah. into like a river. Like 400 feet down. Well, what's funny about it is like the edit was bad because he shoots it and it just rolls down this rock face. And it's just like you see... like The last thing you see is it just falls off like a 100-foot cliff. And then <laughs> after all of that, somebody in the video goes, 
He's down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's way the fuck down there. Where he's down. <laughs> he probably didn't even hit him; just scared the bear and he rolled over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just tripped. He just <laughs> committed suicide. Slipped off a switchback. Sh- shot the rock from under him. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. tripped over a stick. M- messed up his footing. He's like, down. <laughs> like, thank God for high end production, man. God, that's funny as hell. We should do that. We should, s- make, we should make our videos like that. Oh, that would be kind of funny. Did you see that video? You know what we're talking about? I have not seen oh, that. we got to show you. We'll pull this. it up after this. It it's hilarious. the best. Well, it's a turkey the palooza, if the turkey hunting's anything like what I've been going through lately, we'll have to do a turkey spoof and just have some fun with some video equipment yeah, while think, we're out. I think that might happen. That's what? why we're going to hunt at a limo. <laughs> we can do that. <laughs> Let's talk about turkeys right now because um, I'm kind of in Eric's boat of fuck turkeys. Man, I know. I'm kind of leaning towards Eric also. We have all officially boarded the fuck turkey bus. Yes. Yes. It's a train now. Hashtag fuck turkeys. (laughs) So I went out. I mean, you had, you hunted first and second season. So I've got a first, a second, and a landowner's. Yeah. So landowner's good for all seasons. Good for all seasons, yep. So I've been hunting, I think today was the last day of second season, so it's been in 11 days. I think I've hunted seven or eight out of those 11 days. No kidding. Yeah. So what's what's the activity? What are you seeing in the turkey woods? Well, it started out pretty decent. I'm I'm having a lot of birds come in and they'll come in uh, you know, 20 to 30 yards, which sounds close, but with traditional equipment it's not. You know, mm-hmm. you need them to come all the way to the decoy. So I've been having birds hang up anywhere from 20 to 60 yards and then they'll just leave. And now the last 3 or 4 days it's been to a point they're kind of getting on to me, I think. Yeah. They see a decoy, they just break strut and go the other way. Really? It's it's weird. Huh. What about you, Doug? What's the report? Um, I've only been out twice. I'm going to go out a lot more now. The weather's getting better. Yeah. But uh, the first day, didn't see a goddamn... Oh, I saw a hen. I called in a hen. <laughs> Stupid bitch. <And> then, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yeah, dude. Like, we were calling back to each other, and I'm like, oh, yeah, we're going to bring in some action. And she just, like, fed next to my decoy. You thought you were sweet-talking her, didn't you? No, we were fighting. Like, we were yelling at each other. <laughs> we are calling her every book in the name. So Every book in the name? Yeah. yeah Throw with it. I like then, the next, <laughs> then the next day, I hunt a different field, and um, I'm with my mom. We're trying to double up. And turkeys are gobbling everywhere. And then, like, 7 o'clock rolls around, and my neighbor blasts one, and they, like, all stop gobbling. And I was like, shit. So I'm sitting there waiting, and then another turkey gobbles from our big field. He's, like, 400 yards away. And then he gets closer and closer. I see him coming. He comes down through like the ravine, comes up behind me, like forty yards. I can't really shoot behind me at all. Comes in the field, like gets to the decoys, like forty yards out, and then just like Austin said, like just was strutting and then just walked away. Just gave it up, huh? Yeah, he probably started out in that field for an hour. No kidding. Hmm. I I went out three or four days, and first morning. Right where Tyler killed his bird last year. That's like my turkey spot. Yeah. Like I've killed in a ten foot radius. I've killed fuck almost every spring bird I've killed in that property is right in that ten foot radius. First day or whatever, you know. Two gobble. We heard one gobble at six and one at ten. Dude, that's the thing. They're not talking. They're not talking. And for me, that's not motivating because right. I yeah. like turkey hunting, but if I'm not hearing them. I'm not. I'm not trying to wait around. That makes it tough. Well, it is. It's, I mean, how do you set up on you know? a bird that's not talking? You know, oh, you can know. you can have a ground blind and pop your decoys out and sit and wait. But if you're like trying to put moves on them and go yeah. to them, you can, it's almost impossible. I like getting aggressive with turkeys, and yeah. I'm kind of an idiot, and I don't really care. It's not like 
I don't give a shit if I spook a turkey. I'm like, yeah. ah, cool, hunt's over for the day, or I'll go over here and find go home now. Yeah, whatever. So <laughs> go eat breakfast. that first day we're sitting, I'm like, what the fuck? We heard another bird gobble, so we busted on the ground blind, moved it, and then we heard that other one. So I left it there. I'm like, cool, I'll come back here in the morning. Come back in the morning uh, by my lonesome, get out there, hear birds gobbling over where we were the first morning. But I'm like, yeah, go figure. We heard a hen yelping that morning, but no gobbles. So I get over there here, like two or three birds gobbling where we were, close to where we were. And then half hour later, right where I'm at, a gobble right in front of me. I'm like, this is beautiful. He's going to come down into this open field, see the decoys, and it's going to be great. Yeah, game over. It'll blast him. Gobbles, gobbles, gobbles. He's hammering. The other turkey's gobbling in the distance. This one's hammering back. I'm like, oh, shit, this is good. I didn't have to do nothing. Yeah, game I'm over. sending Snapchats and shit. <laughs> and daylight, nothing. Nothing. Gone like a fart in the wind. He saw the decoy and Brooks Stratton went the other way. I don't know. Well, a, tr- a farmer did pull in the field behind me, and I oh. couldn't see him, but he was in there making a bunch of noise. I wondered if the bird just didn't like it. Yeah, but, it's a lot of variables out of your control, man. I've had deer blow at me and shut birds up. Yeah. I've had uh, coyotes run through. I've had other hunters shoot. We I did. Mean, I did have a coyote run through the first morning. I think that I did too, actually. Actually. This morning I set up too close and busted all the hens out, and then the gobblers went with them after they flew out. It's like everything that can go wrong has went wrong so yeah, far. Yeah. Well, I, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say I had one bird work. Second day of season, I had a bird come all the way into the decoys, and I'm shooting at my longbow. And when I shot, my limb hit the tripod yeah. and oh, screwed shit. my shot up. Like, I hit the bird, but it wasn't good enough. I trailed him for, like, 80 yards and then nothing. Oh, so really? Got close, but yeah, damn it. it's been brutal, man. Well, what I did, I sat there until it was just silent, and that farmer's out there in the field, and everybody shut up. So what I did, I broke the blind down. This was probably 8 o'clock, roughly. I break the blind down, everything, go back, and I'm like, man, I'm going to head up where I heard those birds on the other side of the property. So I dropped the blind, but I kept that. The grind uh, has those decoy bags. Mm-hmm. So I put the laydown hen and the, uh, oh, man, I'm drawing a blank on the other Jake decoy. It's not the strut. It's like the quarter it's, strut. Yeah, like the quarter strut, yeah. Jake. Yeah. I like those. I, I like that. I don't like using a strutter. It's like too much. I think, think? so. Yep. Let's, let's get into that after this here because in my head, that's what I think. Yeah. So I – Basically put the de- the grind decoy bag with the grind turkey decoys in the back. By the way, very fair price for how good a quality those decoys are. They're the shit. Oh, yeah. They're badass decoys. Their little bag that they yeah. that you put on your back is badass. And then their diaphragm calls bag. are the shit. I yeah. love their diaphragm calls. I do, too. Mm-hmm. I, I do, too. And I don't know a lot about think, them. But yeah, what do you think, Eric? I think uh, my turkey season is going great. Okay, good. You got nothing to complain about. <laughs> nope, nothing because I haven't gone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a shit. Um, so I get up and I... Yelp a little coming up the hill where I thought they were. Gobble right back at me. I'm like, oh, shit. I get walking up to this, like, opening. We used to plant food plots in there, and I see one of the hens, like, as I'm staking the decoys down. And I'm no blind, and I'm kind of unprepared. Like, I, 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 it's a good thing. Like, pro tip, you tattoo your hands. You don't have to wear gloves, <laughs> um, which is nice. I just got to get the face next. I got to get my throat yeah. and everything above my beard. Um, so I, I legitimately believe it helped me. So I'm like, oh, shit, that hen for sure saw me. I get over, and I've kind of learned the trick how I shot my bird in Kansas, like no blinding of the bow for turkeys. You have to get like a corner. You have to create like a corner where if you have a bird, you get close enough, set your decoys out. Does that make sense? Like a corner? Like we do an illustration. I'll try to explain it for people listening. If See this? pad of paper okay yeah. i'm at the corner here i set the decoys out here way out from the corner 
but I'm chilling here. So oh. when the birds call in, they get past you so you can mm. draw once they're past like, you. You're kind of creating a blind spot. Yeah, there. creating a blind spot. What sucks about it, and there's probably a better way to do it, but that's just how I've been doing it. What sucks about it, you never know what's going on. And you can't see them until goblin. they're there. Yeah, and then they're right on you. Yeah. So I set up those decoys. I get over. That hen's yelping, and the birds really aren't gobbling, but the hen's yelping her face off. And I always remember you, Doug, cut that bitch off, talk some Dude, shit you to shut, her. Yeah, you got to shut them up. So I start yelping. <laughs> every, take, time that, take that. every time that hen yelps, I'm just, like, getting hood with her. Yeah. And I'm yelping over her, <laughs> and then – she gets pissed, comes I'm taking the weave off. I'm going. Oh, yeah. Dude, there's <laughs> chunks of weave everywhere. So she comes right in between the grind decoys and, like, at 10 yards. And I'm no blind, like, ass and dick out in the wind. And I'm sitting there like, oh, shit. So I don't have a face mask on. Well, I kind of did, but I wanted to be able to shoot an anchor. So it's like a neck gator. So I just tucked my hat down, and she sat there and yelped in my face. <laughs> For I, it felt like twenty minutes, but it's probably like, like I'm five. here now, bitch. Say yeah, something. yeah. Say something. Say something. <laughs> What's up? And the bird, the I'm like, dude, the Tom's got to come follow her right in. Right. Like, here's this Jake. Come kick his ass. Nothing. She walked back. I I snuck back out there to see if I could like make a Mohican sneak, and they were out of there. They saw me when I got up. But so the Toms were there. They just didn't come in. Yeah, they stayed out at forty, fifty yards around really? the corner, and she came, dude. I could have shot her a bunch. She yeah. didn't see me either, which was amazing. Story of the season, man. Birds, the hens, and the jakes will walk right through the decoys, and the damn toms are on it they're, however far. They're, they're learning. They're getting too progressive. They're not trying to, like, fight and, like, yeah. you know. They're, they're, getting, they're getting with the times. They don't have to worry about asking pronouns and shit. Yeah. And they get up in there. and <laughs> They want consent before they come in. Yeah. <laughs> they're in their safe space. Yeah. Hey, can I approach you? Coming, coming from behind you. Who'd you vote for? All these fucking <laughs> Biden turkeys coming out of the fucking wood. Put your mask on. Excuse, Social distancing. Yeah. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. You have a moment to talk about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? <laughs> I'm going to put a mask on my turkey, see if that works. Hey, my... Um, they'll, feel, they'll feel comfortable then. I was just looking for a beer that I never had the entire time. Um, hey, no feels kind of weird. I've got a water... Doug's got a water. I don't have anything. They Eric's on the dew. Damn. That's probably that's worse than beer, probably. <sighs> Damn near. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much like the story of our season. What going into we're going into third season now at the time of recording this. Um I consider Doug and Chandler much more the Lord, sorry, uh much more versed in turkeys than I'll ever be. And of course Eric, you know, turkey god, he doesn't even need to go. Yeah. Um what's the move now? You just keep trying it, and hopefully the, they quit being stubborn. And I don't freaking know. I've never had a season like this. I'm just going to keep going, and hopefully one stupid bird will, <laughs> will work. I, I, I like to think they're going to come in here. Like it should be getting really heated up, like right now. Yeah, with like the weather, the with the weather coming back. Yeah, it's going to be in the seventies here. I was going to ask you, does like that cold weather we had, does that fuck with them? It usually doesn't. Most of my success is in the first two seasons, but for whatever yeah, reason, second this season is usually the bomb. Yeah, killed that bird in Kansas, and it was like it felt like yeah, a and the, they, they didn't seem morning. to give a shit. My mm-hmm. best action so far this year has been the first two days of season, and it was thirty-five degrees. Well, I went out the Woof. following morning after I had that encounter with the hen. Um, I couldn't go out right away, but I dropped Isle off at daycare and grabbed my stuff. I was like, I'm going to go just like turn and burn and run through, the, see if I can't do the same thing. And they were in the same spot, but they're, I didn't know it because it was raining and they weren't calling. But I asked Ross, and I'm like, does the rain mess with turkeys, you know, at all? Like, He's like, no. He goes, Chandler killed that one. Was it last year in the rain? Mm-hmm. 
Tyler killed his last year in the rain. Yeah, if it's not downpouring, I mean, they're they're going to be out. Especially if it stops raining and they yeah. come out to the fields to dry off. I can tell you out. right now, if it's raining, I'm definitely not going. <laughs> <laughs> you never were. I'm not going to go in the first place, but if it's raining, hell no. <laughs> not a chance. <laughs> but I don't know. It's I, don't, it's I just they have to gobble for it to be fun because exactly. I want to. I'm not trying. You can't sneak up on a turkey. It's not fun to turkey hunt if they're not going to talk to you. Yeah. Sit there in a blind talk. all day. I kind of feel like some days I'm turkey hunting. I'm like, yeah, I, I kind of know the ground rules here. Like, I got this, you know. And then other days I just feel so reckless. Like, when you go after them. That's where I'm at right now. You just got your dick in the dirt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're just chasing them around, you feel like. But that's fun, though. And by the way, Ross has had the exact same experiences. Like, he's been struggling, too. He's been out. He had two first and one second season tag, so he's done. Like, hmm. He's and he he had two buddies down. Oh, he didn't have a fifth. He didn't draw fifth. Nope. He he for whatever reason they sent him two first and a second. So that's not what he wanted, but it's what he got. Huh? No but kidding. He had two buddies come down and hunt with him, and they took the guns out. Uh, I think it was last weekend, and did, couldn't even get anything to work with the guns. No kidding. Yeah, it's been rough, and it's not for lack of birds. Like we've been seeing birds. I mean, I told you yeah, on yeah. that hopper farm where you decapped your bird, I saw literally four long beards in one group, and then three or four long beards and another group on the north side of the farm with four jakes. Like there's freaking birds everywhere. Yeah, you just they're grouped up and they won't talk to you. Too yeah, you need to get out of those groups. What's yeah. the uh, what's the range for like a gun if you're shooting a turkey? Like how depends on your choke. I got a three and a half inch. I shoot three and a halfs with an extra full turkey choke, and I can. I've shot them at sixty. No, no yeah, kidding. Sixty is like where uh, I'll, I'll shoot up to sixty. Yeah. No shit. Super mag, baby. Wow. Take my shoulder out. <laughs> Bam. You got that ten gauge sitting in the gun safe. That, bring that bad boy. <laughs> if you're browning out, <laughs> you got to pop your shoulder back. <laughs> put, a, you put a jelly head on it. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> we'll whack some shit with that. <laughs> Turn some shit up with this. Hey, we have a uh, we kind of covered that quick. We have some listener questions yeah. or uh, comments I could pull up. What do you, what do you say? I'm going to go to Indiana with Joe and bring out the guns. Oh yeah, so when do you go for that next weekend? Oh, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. So you're going to be going like right before Turkey Palooza then? Yeah, I'm going to kill some birds this weekend, then go kill in Indiana, and then go kill in Illinois. That'd be awesome. We need to get mm-hmm. you in Illinois. I'm really hoping that the hunting picks up between here and there because if not, we're going to be getting really drunk and doing a lot of mushroom hunting. <laughs> yeah, I'll be there for uh, moral support, boys, and camera guy or we're gonna, guy or we're going to like all about the calls and just talk all dirty doing. Hey, you better be filming because if you got all three birds on film three yeah. weekends in a row, that'd be sweet. I mean, the trifecta. And three states. That'd be that'd be cocky. Right? Bang, bang. That would be cocky. Okay, uh, let's break some down. down some. I'm just going to read through them. There's, uh, I'll start with the Instagram first. By the way, if you want to get a hold of us, Instagram is the fastest way. Mm-hmm. Instagram or email. Um, sometimes we don't get them all, but we try. Uh, Mr. Lift to Hunt, Jeremy Beck. Big shout out to him. Oh, boy. When is Eric going to be required to man up and get that Bambi tattoo? <laughs> How long Someone ago was that? just make me a fucking appointment. Kurt, make me an appointment. We'll go get it done. Okay. I'll call Zach. How okay. long ago was that bet, man? Uh, like four years ago. Two seasons ago. I don't know. Four years ago. <laughs> no, that is a stretch. Remember when Steve beat you? Didn't Steve beat you out? Yeah. Damn. What was it? Was the last person to kill a deer? To kill a buck, I think. Remember Steve was, uh, remember he made that bet with me that about his turtle? 
I, I don't nobody even know if that thing's alive. Anyway. Nobody knows where his turtle actually is. Because it's in witness protection because we're going to eat it. He made the bet that he would kill a bigger buck <laughs> than me that year. I think before Dude, he did. he killed that turtle like two years ago. Nobody knows. <laughs> yeah. He probably just, just let it go. He just didn't change its water. No, he yeah. probably actually ate it himself because he was hungry. <laughs> tough out here. Um, Zach Childers, uh, if I buy three grand worth of Sitka, am I required to start an OnlyFans? Well, I mean, what else are you going to do? You got to fucking get them gotta, feet picks out there, bro. Pay for it somehow. Feet picks, dog. Um, that dig out. <laughs> Blue chew. Shout out to Jordan Ginsmer, Pink House Neon, Pull Back and Let Go, Angler's Haven Resort. He said, uh, great picture of you guys on Instagram. Thanks, dude. And, uh, man, he handmade a working class bow hunter neon sign for the new studio. And it's fucking dope. Oh, dude, yeah. it's insane. I don't know how it could look any better. It can't. Dude, it can't. Uh, he's hanging it, I can't, I, I can't wait to see him. Yeah, I'm not going to be responsible for dropping that motherfucker. Yeah. He's hanging it. You see the whole Just process <laughs> where he dipped it? Oh, yeah. Dipping it to cover up like the glass welds in the back in of the, it. In the bend. Yeah. He broke the mic dipping it. Did he really? He had to redo one yeah. oh, one part. No. I think part of the mic. He's sending me Snapchat. He's like, well, motherfucker, this is fighting me. And, but he's such a good dude. Oh, yeah. That's he's insane that dude. he. Oh, that's I want to do a full blast podcast on his trade of mm-hmm. Pink Hat. We did one while back do at it your like place. there at his badass place. Well, I want to do it when he comes out of the new studio to hang the sign and deliver oh, yeah. it because that will be perfect. Oh. Jordan's doing work today. He sent me a snap. He's got, I don't know how many, 20 or 30 docks all Jesus, set yes. and then his lot of Power anglers haven. Them. Getting ready to stick them He's in the water. He's got to be so busy. It's getting ready to fire up for him, I think. I want to go up to his resort at Anglers Haven and drink Lion and Kugels for a week straight. We need we're, to go, do that. we're going up there this summer, Just me and the wife. Are you? Yep. Just we're, sweet, delicious dude, Lion and Yeah, Kugels. I want to do that and like go catch some walleye with him. That'd be fun. I'm in for that. Um, Sean fun. Polk. Moving on. Sorry, it's a hard transition. Uh, now, that's a Motley crew right there, not to mention some killers. Thanks, buddy. Um, when are you guys going to give uh, Ethan Terry? When are you guys going to give waterfowling a chance? Um, where you been? Where, where you been, bud? I used to waterfowl all the time. And ducks, the you heard duck my guy. service? Uh, he's probably talking to me because I've never done it. I'm willing to go. I'm just not going to go during deer season. So yeah. that's, uh, that's I think, like the pig problem. <laughs> I think that's fair, though. Right? We'll, we'll buck out early like we always do. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And Be then we'll go yourself. do some waterfowl hunting. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you and Kurt will go. I would, this is just Illinois boys talking here. Yeah, I'll, just yeah. – hey, you guys can just – I'll go and just wait till the last day of muzzleloader again. Shoot yeah. a buck. <laughs> shoot a button buck and then shoot your buck right after. You're like – Um. AJ Wizza, man, I, I am terrible at reading Instagram names. Opinions on hunting over fruit trees and what fruit trees are your favorite? To be um, honest with you, never done it. By opinion, I mean strategy. I have hunted around apple trees, and I've hunted around an apple orchard, um, and I've hunted around fruit trees. If you want my honest opinion, now some guy might completely disagree. I'm just telling you from my experience, I would never plant an apple tree in hopes to hunt over an apple tree i've seen no significant change benefit to it i'll disagree with that okay that's fair we've got <laughs> we've respectfully <laughs> respectfully shut your mouth <laughs> eat shit okay <laughs> no we've we've got one apple tree and it sets at the pasture um you remember the video of my first double drop tine deer when he turned in the the trail camera video and he looks right at the camera that sweet ass night video Uh so that trail camera was on my apple tree and they were actually scraping under it oh really um but when that thing starts dropping dude it's like a matter of two weeks all the fruit falls off of it and the deer just hammering it just lighting it up 
and for some some seasons the apples will stay on later mm-hmm. wayne cox was there sitting with me one time and this thing started dropping in like december it was muzzleloader season and he sat with me and watched me kill a buck with a muzzleloader off of it okay oh, shit. let me throw this idea because i've thought about this before because i've heard a lot of exactly what you're saying do you think because say if there's you hunted next to an apple orchard all the deer are kind of accustomed to them and it's like just a thing and it's not like this like sweet attractant that's out of the ordinary no, when you got so five, much of it. you got 500 of them it's not as sought after i guess but when you got one or two well here's also the difference i think too is i think with an apple orchard that sells it's a crop they pick almost all the apples too right so maybe that's the big difference yep, yeah, yep. this is just a wild apple tree and it's man it's killer yeah well it i mean it could be like you know it's kind of like you know a restaurant that you have at home but you go out of town and you don't have it there you go there all the time you know what i'm saying yeah i mean honestly it's, it's kind of a good analogy you know what i'm saying it no, sounds like, silly um don higgins what, what's he say um what, what the fuck's the fruit um chandler help me out here peaches no persimmons oh yeah yeah oh uh, there's two different kinds did i say that right yep yeah um then there are two different types I don't know much about persimmons. I know deer love them, but I have no. I've I don't never, even know what that is. It's like a. It's like a small little. Never heard of her. Never yeah, heard of her. I can't tell you exactly what it is. Um, yeah, deer deer love persimmons, but I've I don't have any experience with them. I don't have any persimmons. Uh, this guy's name is. Let me see. Go Andy Crone. He writes: If I'm you find there. beds when scouting, do you automatically call that a bedding area, or are you looking for something more than just two beds? You know what? What I look at that if I find a bed spot, and maybe I think about this wrong, and maybe you guys are going to say something that changed my mind. I don't think like this is a bedding area, right? Like I think deer bed wherever it works in that given time, and if they want to bed over there for the day, and then not bed there again for two months, I don't. I yep. think that's just how it works. Yeah, there's probably percentage wise where oh yeah, that's usually a bedding area right yeah, but right. the one of the bucks i shot this year the week before when i basically like whiffed on him he bedded in the middle of standing corn for yep. an hour yeah deer just randomly bed in spots sometimes so yeah if you find a bed it's not necessarily a bedding area but yeah uh, unless more, it was like significant on like a point yeah and it was like this, he sits here often because he can see this you know mm-hmm. yeah and then you i'm doing like him. youtube tutorials on why i'm going to sit over so here when like works for him in that spot at all times <laughs> you got a bunch of shit. people walking around with you right i got i'm doing clinics i mean like, if there's, public land. If there's not any old balloons there it's not a betting spot right sure. face it. Yeah, i mean it's just how it is it's just the truth that's a good question though i like that something to think about do you agree kind of like what i said you think yeah. all you guys I do. oh yeah i see random i see deer randomly bed all the time just yeah. in weird spots yeah especially like when you're shed hunting like during the winter there's bed in weird spots right yeah. out the middle of the field what the hell is he thinking well i say it's it's always worth noting <laughs> yeah, but, yeah for sure right because it, it's information i'll mark it i'm not gonna get hung up on it right you know one random bed is not gonna drastically change and unless i see a pattern like a two three day pattern then i'm gonna be making a move but right um curtis bees you spell your name right too it's good a lot of folks are shooting bows with high poundage of pole rogan dudley and haynes to name a few i shoot a height with 53 pounds of pole and a 500 spine arrow and have consistent pass-through shots on whitetails thoughts on this wide range of weights and speeds awesome show as always thank you sir doug why don't you start this one off uh i'm not gonna pull no 90 pounds back i figured that out jeremy's bow (laughs) 
Yeah. But, but his draw is I'm like fine with just 60, 65. I don't see a problem, like an issue. Yeah, I've never had an issue with it, so. Agreed. Especially with the new I think it's, that's one of them big dick swinging competitions, you know, like, oh, I pull back 70 pounds. Do you need to? No. No, you don't have to. No, no not at all. I, I'm with Doug. You know, 60, 65 pounds is perfect. Yeah. You know, it's good all weather. 55 pounds is perfect, too. You yeah. Know. What, do you, yep. what do you think, Chandler? Yeah, I think it just kind of goes off what you're shooting for arrows. I mean, if you're not looking for an extremely heavy arrow for whatever reason, then, yeah, 50-pound bow is going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, this year, I'm shooting 70 pounds because I'm going on this moose trip. You know, yeah. I've got a heavy arrow set Different up, prescription. So, yeah, yeah, you need a little more draw weight for that but yeah, yeah for but, whitetails generally yeah I guess. For, if you're plus not, you got that big dick energy yeah well the yeah. Lord, show people up the lord's peace don't want to flex on people but. <laughs> <laughs> you feel glad, let's feel just glad let's just say i'm blessed <laughs> <laughs> so wrong man no i've i've killed a lot of whitetails with 50 pounds i mean it doesn't it yeah. doesn't. Uh, Uncle Ted's a good advocate for the it's fifty, like 50 pound. pounds. Yeah, yep. he's been shooting fifty pounds for years and just blowing through deer. I like sixty five. Yep, I can I can draw sixty five sitting down. I can draw it straight yeah. back. You know, and yeah, if you but, have a problem pulling your bow back, you got too much pounds on that. Right. right. Yeah, I think people get caught up in that. Yeah. worrying too much about it. Um, you know, if I do a moose hunt or an elk hunt, you know, I mean, sixty five is still fine for an elk, right? But well, and true, and 65 pounds is a lot different when you're shooting at a target versus shooting it at a live animal, too. You yeah, know? and fatigued on, like, a mountain and stuff. But we're right. talking generally whitetails, yeah, right, 65, right. 50, 50 to 65, you're in the money. Um, PSU Wildlife, Ross, are you hiring? That's pretty funny. Well, Ross isn't here, so we don't know. We just we don't know. Send an application. Submit, yeah, submit your application, see what happens. Um, <laughs> Kyle Leonard, um comments why doesn't doug jump on the beard game and what i say i can't it won't load the previous i'm built different <laughs> <laughs> doug it looks like you're starting the beard i can't grow a beard that's more like a half-assed goatee looking yeah beard. i'm like joe no, i like it I like this comes in all white trash doug, no. ha- doug has more peach fuzz on his chin now than i have seen him within the last six years all right it is what it is. It's good when the sun Become, becoming a man. Uh, <laughs> Finally, Dalton commented on there. The stash is a legend. Don't listen to those negative Nancys. <laughs> Thank you, Dalton. Um, At least someone's cool. Uh, no, you're not. <laughs> What's this guy's name here? I've got to go to this profile. Jake Ishmael. I don't know how to say your last name, buddy. I'm sorry. Uh, can there be a bet that requires Doug to shave the stash if he loses? Jesus. Why are they ever coming at you hard? Why are they hating on stash? They either love or they hate it. He said, better yet, a bet between the five of you for the upcoming season. Loser clean shaves. Yeah. Doug says, take it easy. It's all I got. <laughs> it's all I got. That'd be funny man. if Ross lost. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, I, guess, oh, dude, I bet he wouldn't do it. No, he'd tell us to get, eat shit. Yeah. You have no marbles. And then there's he'd this, probably be hungry. He'd be like, eat shit. I ain't doing there's that. these companies that follow every post we make or anybody that hashtags working class bow hunter. Um, Emperor Pod. Promoted on Emperor Pod. Promoted on Emperor Pod. Every time that we post something, yep. it follows around. So if Promote you're a, these nuts. If you're a real person, just fucking message us. Don't fucking comment on our shit. They're, that's not a real person. Comments on, every, like, comments on everything. I don't know if it's anything, like a, It's just anything. Hashtag anything podcast. With the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag podcast is what does it probably. Yeah, let me. Okay, I'm going to Facebook real quick. That's cool. Um, let's see. I'm gonna go from newest comments down. We had a little car show going on here at the 
on the table. Yeah, I got the, the yeah. limo. The so limo. I got a Hemi. Yeah, it's got all the doors open in the hood. Uh, Streeter Doctor. Doc? D-O-C-K-T-E-R. Doctor? Doctor. Sure. Um, I've heard it mentioned several times that Austin Chandler is an outfitter. His outfit have a name, website. I dug for a minute online one day, but a cyber detective I am not. Nope. No, uh, <laughs> no information. Keep searching, out there. keep searching, buddy. We're, well, we're fuck keeping me, right? a, we're keeping a low key. <laughs> nope, nope. If you uh, if you want to get a hold question. of me, you want to get a hold of me. Look me up on Facebook or Instagram. Shoot me a message, and I'll get with you. <laughs> I, I actually am still looking for a couple guys for this year. So okay, yeah. well, would that be funny? That's all I said. Nope. You nope. know we can Next make question. a page in a working class bow hunter if people want to reach out. I know, but I don't think you, want just, that, you don't want that much business, do you? No, I don't. Like I'm almost full already, so I don't. You know, I don't want to be turning people down. It's it's working really well with what we're doing now. Like word of mouth is working fine. Okay, he hasn't guided us or anything yet. Um, Holden Russell, uh, does your draw length in any way resemble the size of your pecker? Okay, <laughs> I should breeze these before I just <laughs> fucking read them. Yes, it does. <laughs> Because I only draw 26 inches, and my wife recently told me I'm built like a tuna can, whatever that means. <laughs> Damn, that's rough. Take your draw oh. length divided by 24. There you go. Oh, my God. 24. I love the people that comment on our stuff, man. I needed, Damn, dude. I needed that laugh. Built like a tuna can. That's that hilarious. What <laughs> whatever that means. Built that doesn't sound very built. I love that. The way I'm reading his vibe when he threw that comment in, that he's just like, Clueless. <laughs> Clu- <laughs> clueless on purpose. Yeah, whatever that's the awesome. hell that means. Oh, God, that's great. Uh, right here, Russell Pickett. If you guys got on the public land challenge train for whitetails, what would you want it? What state would you want to do it in? Iowa. Yeah. There's so much public land. Yeah. I'd have to agree with that. Maybe Kansas. Yeah, Kansas is pretty Ooh, good too. Kansas would be fun. Good. Kansas. Yeah, I'd pick like a western esque whitetail state. Yep. That'd be fun. Like whitetail drone style. Nebraska wouldn't be bad either. Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. That's a good question. That's a fun question. Um, Kevin Off. I'm just reading these on the fly. I'm not pre-reading them. So this doesn't seem raunchy or nothing. What are some tips for creating bedding areas by hinge cutting for people that haven't done it before? Also, what are some other tactics for creating bedding to help hold deer on a piece of property? You want to know my deal? I would be too scared to hinge cut trees on my own because I, w- I, to me, I cringe when I see people like hinge cutting all their timber. Mm-hmm. To me, I'm like, ah, man, I'd rather have an expert come in here that really knows like for the long haul, like five, 10, 15 years down the road, what yep. that would be. I'll be honest. I'm not going to touch this comment. Yeah. I'm out of this. Yep. Do your do your research if you're going to go in on your especially on something that's going to be yours for the rest of your life. Don't go in there and fuck it up in 2 days, you know. Yeah. Like seriously, take your time. Certain species you're going to want to get out, and certain species you're not. Uh as as far as something that's a little more of a temporary bed that you could try, uh I'm going to be doing a bunch of it this year. I'm going to be doing a bunch of switchgrass. Mm. And uh there's there's a lot of good information out there on do, doing switchgrass, but yeah, I'm I like that idea a lot better than going in and and doing a bunch of hinge cutting. For sure, yeah. I'm the same way. I've never done it because I don't know anything about it really. Yeah, I'd hire an expert for yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with Kurt. Like I'm too scared to go fuck or everything. Or do up. research for like a year. <laughs> Just go um, burn the forest down. Some of these are out of order. I think. Click. Or some of these are back. I'm just going down. Um, Cole Luberg. Luber. I don't know how to say people's names. Uh, serious question now, so we'll get to your other question. 
Um, serious question now: Would would each what would you each of you consider the maximum range that you would shoot at a whitetail? Uh, Tristan Rock responded to that, and he says, "Depends on how big the deer is." <laughs> and then Cole comments back, "I would want, I wouldn't want you shooting anything outside of spitting distance." <laughs> okay, let's do, let's do this because we could kind of like play situations all day on this. Imagine a deer is calm and doesn't know you're there and relaxed, and you have all the time to make the shot. What's your max distance you would take? Whoever wants to go first, forty-five. Man, I feel bad already for my answer. Uh, in timber, I'm going to say... No, perfect situation. You could shoot as long as you wanted to. And it's perfect. Out in the, the middle of nowhere. The deer doesn't know you're there. 60. Okay. Yeah, I'd say if I got an early season doe that's not alert and a food plot, I'd I'd shoot at her at 60. I was going to say between longbow? 60 and 70. Yeah. And that's With, with the longbow. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when I Send say that, I mean, like, I'm, I, if I'm not feeling good at 60... I'm not going to shoot the deer at 60. Yeah, no. We're right. going to be warmed up. We're going to be shooting all summer. and Yeah. yeah. Like, the yeah, homework like, has been done. When you had your uh, birthday thing, we were throwing some long bombs. I was feeling pretty good. Oh, yeah. Doug and I, we were, we were spanking everybody, Great. slinking them in there. What's up? <laughs> I, I've killed a doe at 60. That's the furthest I've ever killed a deer. And I killed my antelope at 50. Those are the two. It's yeah, getting 50, out there. 50s for me. And my meal deer. Um... People might hate that, but that's just what it is. Would you, uh, Cole Askin, would you rather be Hunt for Lover for Likes or co-host Viral Outdoors for a season? Oh, shit. <laughs> Doug, you might as well just be on for Lover for Likes. You might Dude, have a chance. I'd go on that show. Would you? I don't have enough followers, though. Yeah. <laughs> I don't got any tits either. You don't have any tits either. You got any boobs. Hey, but then we know you'd actually be doing it for the love. Dude, it's all for love, baby. There ain't no likes Follow me and subscribe. <laughs> get, get out there, Doug. Rep, uh, rep the also, uh, your, also use my code for AccuBow, too, while you're at it. <laughs> yeah. And my crossbows. That's awesome. Um, where's Clinton Casper hiding? He's getting ready to make his appearance again. We've been busy. Um, Garrett Goodwin, uh, what situation would you use decoys or not use decoys for a turkey hunt setup? And Chris Adams said, I'd be interested in hearing about this, too. Leave them in the shed. <laughs> Don't go. <laughs> what was the question? Uh, what situation would you use decoys or not use decoys for a turkey hunting setup? I've always used decoys. If you're bow hunting, man, it's like you almost have to have them. Uh, Unless you have a unique situation, like my Kansas bird was no decoys, technically. Right. There's decoys out there, but they're out of yeah. yards. They're Stocking right. up on a bird's cocky. like, And there's you, you could get it. I'm not saying it's impossible, but... It's just a lot easier when the bird is focused on the decoys for you to get drawn and everything with the bow. Um, that being said, if you're using a gun, a lot of times when these birds aren't working, they're being stubborn. I'll go run and gun them and not use a decoy and make the bird come and look for me, and that yeah. that works pretty well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's good. I you, Eric? I must I always use decoys, piece. but I don't know shit, so take that how you will. Um, I always feel bad. I, I Jacek, um, and I'm not going to try and pronounce your last name. You're our, our European buddy. Um, he asked two questions. Are you guys planning on taking part in any archery tournaments and not outside, like at your casual 3d shoot for me The shoot? That's our tournament. Yeah. Yep. And it's not uh, even really one of the HHA ones. Yeah. We, we got to plan out one of them. Um, and then he also asked, are you planning on coming to hunt in Europe? I would recommend Hungary, Bulgaria, and Slovenia, Slovenia. And when it comes to, uh, costs, 
I would love to go to Europe and hunt. Dude, that'd be dope. I yeah. think it'd be what sweet. It? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That would be really that'd cool. Be fun as shit. That's a. I might look into that a little more. Just on um, like five years down the road type deal. If we're jumping the puddle, we better be going for some red stag for <laughs> New Zealand. Jumping the puddle, <laughs> New Zealand. <laughs> Jump, <laughs> jumping the big creek. <laughs> yeah, get your boots. <laughs> yeah, uh, Adam Fiddler. Is the mustache getting shaved off CRP style so the predictions and the magic comes back? That's hilarious. <laughs> just I mean, CRP style. you got to shave one part of it off and let it grow back in and then shave the gonna, middle off. Hey, just burn gonna, it. Yeah, yeah just burn. burn it. That's what I was thinking is burn it when I'm thinking take the CRP down. Chandler <laughs> <laughs> lost his mind. Just It'll now. just grow back fuller and beautiful. Hey, came out here and hey, hey, there's too much dusty shit underneath. we got to burn it off. I need, a, thorns I need to write down my predictions to make see if they – I don't – I think I had a few that were We close, need to get right? your own whiteboard in here that says Doug's predictions for the season. But it's got to be like in the moment, you know? Yeah. yeah kind of got out of control. Too many people ask me. Hey, Doug, when am I going to shoot a deer this year? <laughs> my percentage down. Taylor's <laughs> losing it still. Hey, you could have been here when I lit my field on fire behind the house. You try to put, put it my, out. My, put my mustache. Put your face in there, Doug. <laughs> 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 Fucking Ned Flanders over there. <laughs> um, all right, where are we at? Donovan Strzok. Why is Casey's Pizza such a thing? Y'all ever had tornadoes from Speedway on the ride in? Oh, yeah, tornadoes? Dude, tornadoes. <laughs> like, those those the, bomb. Those what? The shitty little burrito thing. Like the tokido yeah, looking dude, thing. Those things suck ass. Oh, they're you like must the some bad ones. Dude. You must have had some bad ones. I've never, I don't, don't get the breakfast ones. You got to get like the, I've tried the spicy. Like, I've tried like 10 of them. I, they're all right. I mean, when you're in a pinch, but here, I'm gonna, Casey's Pizza is hands down better. I'm going to stand up oh, for yeah. Casey's for a second because there's a lot of people throwing shade on Casey's. Listen, not a sponsor, but. They fucking should be, and I'll tell you why. It's because Casey <laughs> is always there for deer hunters. Yep. They're always there. If you're in the Midwest, they got your back. You're cold. You need hot, good food. It's a gas station pizza place that makes killer fucking pizza yeah, bre- for a gas station. Breakfast pizza, donuts, and a lot yeah, of them are it. open twenty four seven. And if you're gonna be like, well, this fucking pizza place is better. No shit, it's a fucking pizza <laughs> place. Casey's is a gas station. <laughs> like, take it for what it is. Quit trying to church it up more than what it is. They got yeah. bush light and pizza at the same spot. You can leave and be out hunting in five minutes. What? Right. Shut up. Yeah. So <laughs> eat off. shit, guys, and just understand what it is. Thank you. Thank you for hearing me out. <laughs> Those tornadoes are pretty good, though. They are pretty good. Mike <laughs> Topper said, uh, listen, I'm not going to hit on any gas station food. No. You know what it's you're ga- getting. Yeah, hey, if I got to get a fucking roller dog, I will. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Dude, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. yeah. I, don't, I don't stoop that low. Hey. Maybe you should. Um, Maybe I should. Mike Topper, who wants to shotgun a bush light with me and my girl and me after the shoot? Maybe some line and kugels. Probably get some line and kugels out there at the shoot. I'll Let's do, do it. that. Bush lights, old news, man. Line and kugels are the new bush. Time to wake up, people. That's what I'm thinking. Sheeple. Sheeple. <laughs> <laughs> um, Chris, Christoph Christofferson. With the fallout between, <laughs> that is awesome. With the fallout between WCB and Lone Wolf Custom Gear, what stands are you guys running? I will respond with yes. yes. If they make it, we are probably using it somewhere in our arsenal. Yeah, the yep. ones that go up a tree. I'm not too good to use Farm King special thirty dollars hangons. I'm not. Hey, I got a bunch of them. The whole crew makes fun of me. I still use a saddle. Hey, I don't. We don't actually make fun of you, for the record. <laughs> well, I do. I'm sure when I leave, you're like that fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking this fucking guy. <laughs> shit is awesome. Um, honestly, everything. Yeah, yeah. Lord um, my ass. I have one with portable that I use. I have a Novix that I use. I have a Hawk setup that I use. XOP. Um, an XOP. I still have a one with custom gear setup. X stand. I have 
Dude, yes. <laughs> I still have them, actually. Um, you can buy it at Farm King. I've got one. A next stand? No. I'm just saying, like, all the shitty oh, yeah. stands oh, that yeah. Farm King sells. The Beagle for 40 bucks. That was my jam. I actually jam. might shoot a turkey out of a tree stand tomorrow morning. That'd be Dude. cool. Ooh, it's, like, go. at a bottom, and, like, the ridge is, like, 20 yards perfect. The ridge stand? No, it's down below the ridge. Ooh. Please oh. please get that on film if you do that. I know. I need a camera. You on. know, River's Edge, you know the grip sticks? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will challenge anybody that I have more River's Edge grip sticks than them. Those things are the best. I have a library of just... <laughs> it, is that the... They're like 12 bucks a piece. They're square tube, and they got two posts coming out. Double step. In a pinch, if you got to make a move and you don't have a set available, you can run to Farming King, Farm King, Farming Fleet, yeah. anywhere, grab four of them, and bought, be out. Use? I bought a shitload of them when uh, Gainer Mount went out of, out of biz. Oh, really? Yeah. I like the, smart. I don't know what brand they are, the black ones with the three rungs on it, and they're like... Just the horseshoe-looking ones? Yeah, the horseshoe-looking ones. Yeah, yeah, Muddy I, makes them, Big Game makes us. Big Games. I, I, I like, I like the horseshoe ones. I don't mind them. I don't... My... Like boot doesn't fit in and do really? them right. Yeah, I don't like them, and I don't like how you have to like tiptoe into the middle of the tree. Like I like the side by the river. I like steps. the double steps. I do like that. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. They're not, those are usually cheaper. Yeah. Yep. Um, catch one. So okay, right here. Um, Wapsie Bottom Outdoors. What's up, boys? Uh, well, Team Iowa get their shit together in 2021. Yep. Hashtag do it for the Hawkeye State. Hashtag Doug. Hashtag Eric. Hey, we're making a comeback this year. This boys. is our year, boys. Yep. Calling it. Well, I want all of us to succeed for the record. Yeah, exactly. but I want us to succeed a little better. <laughs> okay. Well, like, I mean, set the goal. You 200 might inches. Burn that stash. <laughs> He's so aggressive. We'll all just, like, start it on each other. <laughs> ice, cold ice around your face. So you didn't, like nick like a wet rag and just his mustache is showing. <laughs> you guys are just holding me down. <laughs> Get a fucking the smell. Torch. Fuck. Get a torch out. <laughs> Somehow it just burns. It burns his upper lip so bad he can't grow. Uh, yeah, we're gonna make you do a shot of wild turkey. Make you do a shot of wild turkey and just get it all up in there. And then we're gonna light it. <laughs> I just have like a burn mark as a stash now. <laughs> just a scar. Spray some Roundup in that bitch. A perfectly <laughs> awkwardly placed scar on your upper lip. This one the fire stinger just blows it out. <laughs> um. Ben Vanderberg, um, I hope I say your last name right. That's a cool one. It's the way your last name is spelled is really cool. What is everyone's most memorable hunt in their bow hunting career? Story time. Ooh, without like writing a novel, most memorable. First buck for me. Mine would have been creepy, just how it all went down. Um, I've told that whole story in the past. Or um, I technically wasn't my hunt. But it was doing the recovery on my this buck right here in the studio. Not, oh, hey there. That's my dad's like first rackable buck with a bow that we recovered together. Like I just remember, I didn't. I didn't even bow hunt. I started bow hunting the following year after that. Yeah. But I just remember that was like cool. I remember all of that. I have to say my eight and a half year old. For sure, that's a good one. Yep. These are all podcasts in the past we've done pretty much, except for that ten point. I'll, we'll tell some of those stories when I'm mentally stable. Mm-hmm. I would say either my first bow buck or the 17-inch G2 buck, probably. Yeah. yeah that was a cool day. That's that a good cool story. Day. That's a full podcast, too. The buck was awesome. What were you going to say? Uh, nothing. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, okay. I was trying to. Andy Crone, how did WCB come to be and where does everyone fall in? To, we've told the story a lot in the past, but to just fill everybody in. Um, we haven't told in a while, I don't think. No. But the origins. We can break it down. 
would have been 2014. I was doing like an online YouTube hunting show, whatever you want to call it, video project from like 2012, 2013, 2014. And then I was into podcasts. There wasn't any podcasts around then. Like I was like, oh, cool. I'll find a hunting one. Didn't find any I could relate to. I'm like, oh, it'd be cool to start one. And I made some posts on it. Steve was on a comedy podcast, reached out. We didn't know each other. And basically was like, hey, if you're going to do it, I'd love to help you with it and co-host or whatever. Um, finally bought some gear, made the page, got the name, all that stuff. And then we did a podcast. And then like episode two or three, Eric, you jumped into the crew. And we had a couple other guys that started with us. Uh, Logan Heideman was one of them. And he was on for a handful of episodes, but just not as into hunting in the community like we are. And it kind of morphed. And then um, it was basically, it was myself, Steve, and Eric. At the beginning, yeah. And then we had just like some guys bounce in and out, which was cool, like extra fill-in guys, mm-hmm. you know. And then, Doug, you when what episode did you come in? Like one. Oh, we were past 100? We were past 100 already. He sat in a few and then. Because I didn't know you at all. No, I only, I, knew, I only knew Eric. I didn't know you or Steve. I remember so I'm like, "Hey, I'm gonna bring my buddy by," you know, and you know how that can be. Yeah, yeah. Bringing a buddy over, and he's like, "Okay." Eric, Kurt and Steve were like, "All right, bring him over." And then I think you came for a couple, and then Kurt was like, "Hey, you should come by more often." Yeah, yeah. Were you, you were you on the podcast? Or were you just sitting? Uh, I think the first two I just sat in, and then we did like a shed hunting one, and I actually jumped on. Okay. Tried talking because then. <clears throat> What I'm trying hands? to remember all that. Like, I, I feel like I have a ba- like bad memory sometimes when I think about all this stuff. So ever, then, go ahead. You ever think someone saw like your post about starting a podcast and like, damn, like they scrolled scrolled by instead of like, I should have should have jumped in on that. Nah, I don't think so. Think so? <laughs> like, I did it on Twitter. I don't, no one follows me on Twitter, especially then. It is kind of cool. Steve to would. <laughs> yeah, he did. I mean, over the years, you know, you tell people, hey, I'm starting a podcast. Like, what the fuck's a podcast? And now everyone's like, hey, I seen your sticker go by the other day on a yeah. truck. Well, now everyone has a podcast, too. It's like right. common knowledge of what a podcast right, is. Right, But then, yeah, so, Doug, you, you kind of just kind of fell into your groove. And then once uh, Steve started doing his comedy thing, it's when you moved in. You always kind of had a full-time role, but now you have, like, yeah. you have your footing in, like, the main host slot, I guess. He's on, like, a term job at first, and now he's permanent, you know? Yeah, yeah. You were temp. I yeah. made it. Your attempt, yeah. <laughs> I was worried I didn't get cut. <laughs> but then... Because uh, we actually met Ross and Austin... Through Clark Cummings. Yep. Yeah. Well, kind of. Yes and no. Ross had done a few podcasts with you guys before... You I came met, around. Yeah. Yep. So yep. I think... Because he was setting up our bows then when we met Ross. Well, how I met Ross is Clark doing podcasts with Clark Cummings back in the day... I was looking for a bow for my wife, Sam. Clark's like, hey, my buddy Ross has a spirit for sale that he's wanting to get rid of, an elite spirit. So that's how I met Ross. Mm -hmm. I think that's the first time I met him. I went there and bought the bow from him. He set it up for Sam, and he had his shop, and I bought a few other things. And we sat in there and talked for like two hours. And I think that's when I was like, hey, come on in. We'll do a podcast. So that's I think that's where it all started for Ross and the show. And then we probably met Austin through Ross, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Ross said, you got to come over and check out this podcast thing. I said, what's a podcast? He's like, these these guys are going to talk about deer hunting. You're going to love it. So you guys all brought, I think you all got bows set up at Ross's place when he had the 164 outdoors. Yeah. yeah. We we were shooting the new elites that had come out. That's what it was. Yeah. And it was the options when the option series came out. So three, three, four years ago. So we, everybody came down, did a podcast on that. And I kind of jumped in on that and just listened more than talked. And I forgot we set up right there in this bow shop. Yep. I think yeah. it was like one episode 160, 170, somewhere in there. Yeah. Okay. So then you guys just became more frequent guests and then became like familiar hosts and fill-ins. Well, now we kind of have it to where it's like we're the main three and then you and Ross kind of like share that yep. that fill-in host position. But I consider it to be like more structured as the team than, than like your guys' seats have been in the past. Doesn't mm-hmm. it feel that way? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. we kind of have – uh, It's like us five, you know. But what's nice about it too is like it – it wasn't everything that happened wasn't like I'm sitting up here with a checkbook going, all right, Steve, you're out. Doug, you're in. Uh, Logan, you were out. All right, Eric, you're in. You're sitting there. You're in your spot, and I'm here. And like it all kind of just like found its own way. It settled in the cracks in its yeah. own way and morphed into this like kind of fell on the place, your spot the at the years. table. It like yep. self structured itself. Yeah. Yep. But yep. a lot of it is too, because I remember leaving Ross's house after we bought that bow and we were driving home. And this is just like get, hanging out with Clark a little more and like building like the community of what the podcast was becoming at the time. And I like vividly remember telling Sam the way home, I was like, I want to hang out with more people like this that are like good dudes, like minded and are like killers Yep. because that is like radioactive a little bit. Like it kind of affects you when you're around it. So I, I'm glad it's worked out the way it's worked out. So yeah, basically we're hustling and. And moving on up is the plan. So moving on up. Um, Hell yeah. Where are we at? Russell asked, does Doug fall asleep in the turkey blind as well? Also, what broadheads for turkeys and both setups look like for them? 100% yes, I fall asleep in the turkey blind. You do? <laughs> um, Is what it is. I shoot slick trick wrapper tricks or the decaps. If I'm, uh, if I'm shooting with the trad <laughs> gear, I've got VPA three blades. If I've got the compound, if I'm shooting the elite, then I've got the decaps on usually. If I'm body shooting, then any kind of expandable is going to do the job. Uh, I've shot the Raptor trick, shot mm-hmm. rages. I mean, the, any of them is going to do the job. I, I like a, I like an expandable on a bird because it kind of slows down. <laughs> it breasts them out for you. Yeah, well, it, it cuts a hole in them, yeah, but it kind of slows the arrow down more as it's going. It catches more stuff to throw them down. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, um, I got the slick tricks for... I don't know. I think if they're like they get out to like thirty or something, I'm gonna put a slick trick in them. Yeah, better in the move. body, better move. Yeah, I, I mean I've shot turkeys with a two inch expandable. You can put your fist in the damn hole. <laughs> yeah. Damn near cuts. I had one you could drop a chew can like through them almost. Um, this is a good question, and I don't know if I know anything off the top of my head. Joseph Davis asked, Davis asked, "What is one thing you never thought you would need in the stand, but will never hunt without now?" That that makes sense. The way I read that. What is yeah. one thing you never thought you would need in the stand but will never hunt without now? I guess growing up, a rangefinder. Like, I don't know. There's never, like, really a, yep. a thing. Hmm. Like, you just guess your yardage or Asil- now, now it's like. As silly as it sounds, mine would be binos. That's exactly I was, what I was going to say. That too. I hunted the first five or six years without them. And then Same. once you start using them, it's like, how did I ever yeah. hunt without Dude, them? True. I, if I go on the ranger outside 
if I do anything outside and I don't have my bino harness on, I feel lost. Like I feel right. like I'm missing something because now it's like my lifeline. I have my range finder there. The binos are there. I can put like, I put my SD card reader in the front pouch. Like yeah. I have everything's it's my, my core right there. So mine are in my truck at all times. You never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're always with me. Well, that's all the listener questions. Um, it was fun guys. Bullshitting and getting caught back up, kind of getting back in the groove of things. Yeah. It's, Feels I, good to be back. Yeah. Feels real good. I needed a, like a no guest kind of just cut loose and talk yeah. podcast. And I'll apologize. I don't know what's how I'm going to be mentally over the next handful of episodes. I know nobody's blaming me or going to bitch about it. But if I'm not in the groove, it's just going to take me a little bit to get back into things, um, which I think is understandable. But yeah. um, it sucks. But I do appreciate everyone sending out their support and all that. It really means a lot. And look for the Geyerbuck um, all blacked out shirts. And I'm hoping to get a couple replicas made and. We can That'd be awesome. I'm hoping get those replicas made and we can do like, I want to do like triple the amount of trade shows next year. We'll see what all works out, but just bring all that stuff with us and cut up with everybody. They're so fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that buck's going to bring in a lot of interaction for us. I mean, that's the kind of deer people see. They're going to be like, is that high fence? I mean, this thing's insane. So yeah. it's going to get a lot of people talking with us. It's, it's going to be it's fun. It's a definition of framing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. It really is. So awesome guys. You guys got anything to close out with? Nope. We're going to the studio. And uh, let's kill some turkeys, huh? Let's do that. We're going to the studio under construction. We're going to do some live videos there, I think. Yep. All right. Appreciate you guys. You know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you.